pal. That was once by Pearl Jam, and this is the Jukebox Club Podcast. Did I say that right? Jukebox Club Podcast. Podcast. Chris. Yes. How you doing? How you doing? It's good to be back. Yes, sir. We are back. Back live after a little break. <laughs> it's been a while. And actually... When, when was the last one? Cold War Kids, I think. Holy we did shit. one in between now and cold war kids but cold war kids was the last album cold war kids was last so wow yes it's been a minute <laughs> as they say. but so, we're back with pearl jam well yeah we're talking about 10 this was your 10. idea i believe yeah we so when we first started this we asked a bunch of people like what band should we do and i specifically asked a few people who i was working with at the time um like What's a what's a good album? And the one person said, well, "Why don't you do Pearl Jam?" Because they felt like Pearl Jam had like its own genre of fans. But like, yeah, I told them I've never listened to a full Pearl Jam album. Yeah, and usually this is my first one, start to finish, that I've that I've listened to. So same. It's good to like get a different. I mean, it's the same. We've done the genre a million times, but like, yeah, yeah. It, it's good to I think to get a band that we don't really are familiar with as much <laughs> as, as now I am. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that is like one of the challenging things about this is is when we dive out of what we kind of grew up with or something we're currently like, like like the Cold War Kids one. We both currently like that album. We yeah. listen to it all the time. And the one we did before that was what the Thrice album. That Thrice, yeah. I listen to like every day. So yeah. So it was easy for me. And yeah, this one is. Uh, this is the first curveball, I think. No, we've definitely done some curveballs. I'd say Eminem. Eminem, what were those? The one Foo Fighters album was older. What was the first? Oh, yeah, that was Eminem. I don't remember. And then we did like Shinobu. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we did Shinobu. And Fallout Boy. Didn't we do a Fallout Boy? It was the first one. First yeah, Fallout Take Boy. This to Your Grave. So we've definitely done ones like outside of our comfort zone. Um, which I wouldn't say this is outside of my comfort zone by any means. No. But it's just an. Like, like you were saying, it's just such a highly regarded album that kind of was bef- it wasn't even before our time necessarily. Because when when did it come out? So this was August twenty seventh, nineteen ninety one. There you are. And then Nailed. from Pearl Jam, from from shit. Wait, go back. Oh, uh, you one. should know this. Man. I'm ready. Come on, man. No, I lied. Where's there all the grunge bands from? Seattle, Washington. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I almost said, I was like, I don't know why, but in my head, I'm like, the UK. I'm like, what the fuck? Why are they be from the UK? What the fuck are you talking about? No, this was like, yeah, the Seattle song. This was when... Um, this is grunge. Yeah, this was this was before grunge was a genre. Like, this was kind of like... So this is I don't even around know. the same time of Nirvana. Right, yeah. This was, you know, Nirvana, Soundgarden... Um, Alice in Chains. Alice in Chains. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, so they pretty much grunge. I don't know why they all came out of like that Seattle area. It's it's just so strange. That's yeah. That's really weird. But this is like in the era of you know hair metal was dying, uh, Metallica and, and heavy metal was getting bigger. Guns and Roses was probably the biggest band on the planet. And then this came out of Pearl Jam. <laughs> yeah. With with. Uh, what I would say what I would think as just a very 
radio-friendly sound, but I guess in at the time it was a brand new sound. You know, this is kind of like we have 105.9 X here, and this is like right up the X's alley. Like how many times oh, do you yeah. hear a live or even flow on the X? Like it's played out of its mind. Probably every hour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Say. One of these one of these songs from this album is played. Every yeah, hour. so this is like what the local rock radio station that we grew up with would play. Like the kind of music would that would play like this collective soul. Um, Nirvana, like so much Nirvana, <laughs> not a lot of Nirvana. Uh, yeah. So to me, this was always part of just being in the car. You put on the radio, and Pearl Jam is gonna Pearl Jam is gonna be on. You know, so I, I've never had to go look for Pearl Jam. That's that's the big like I think thing too is like it, it was one of those bands where you knew them, but did you ever listen to like anything other than a hit? Right. Was, <laughs> the answer is no, and like. I almost think back to like Prince was almost kind of like that too. Like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I the, knew the, the big album. hits, but I never yeah. like think to listen to the entire thing. And, right. You know. Yeah, and it is strange. Like, I don't know. You hear these songs, and you're just like, oh yeah, I guess this was part of their collective, and they just picked out certain pieces of it to yeah. like make history with. Yeah. Like, um, even flow uh, is just. Probably the most played song in the history of the world. It would have to be, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, How many plays does that have? I'm gonna look that up actually, because that's just. It's funny too to like look at like this album, uh, ten by Pearl Jam. By the way, I don't know if we even said that. Well, no, I don't think we did. <laughs> um, like it's still selling consistently today, which is crazy. Um, it's it, and it. I mean, listening to it, like the mix and everything, it, it holds up really, really well. Um, I think one of the, I think it was the drummer recently said he would love to, to remaster it and take out some of the reverb. <laughs> but he was like, other than that, you know, it, it's it's a good album. Like it, it holds up really well, which I agree with. It's, um, I, I always try to put it into perspective, like, because this is 1991 when, when, you know, nothing like this was out. And, yeah. You know, everyone had cassettes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's almost like, what would you have thought as, you know, someone who'd never heard of this genre before? Like, it, it's, it was groundbreaking, it, which is, you know, it's amazing to, like, think. And I was, like, watching interviews and, like, award ceremonies that Pearl Jam was a part of just in preparation for this. And they all, like... They all seem really healthy. Like, they're older now, obviously. Yeah. But they just, like, didn't fall into that bullshit. Like, there's no controversy surrounding, you know, like Nir- like uh, Nirvana and Kurt Cobain. Obviously, Kurt Cobain's dead now. But yeah. even leading up to that, they were always, like, in the limelight of, like, acting up or, or being weird in interviews. And then Courtney Love came along, and you know. Yeah. Um, they don't have that. Yeah. And, like, Eddie Vedder is just, like, a surfer pothead <laughs> you yeah. know, just yeah. happened to be the front man of like the biggest band at the time and kind of just keeps that attitude and you can tell to this day he still kind of has that attitude oh yeah um and then you look at people like uh kurt cobain and uh who's the guy from soundgarden chris cornell chris cornell yeah who like chris cornell just you know what four years ago hung himself yeah. something like that and, like that was crazy to hear oh yeah and then I think um, that's part of why, like, Chester from Linkin Park 
uh, killed himself was, yeah. was he was a big fan of Cornell and kind of it affected him a lot but definitely crazy stuff <sighs> you could say Prodram is still alive and kicking hey <laughs> here there it is just turned on the X <laughs> yeah. but so the track we let in with was once yes uh, once I could control myself. <laughs> he's just the, such a uh, unique voice. It's almost like like we were talking about Pearl Jam at work recently, and just as soon as you bring up Pearl Jam, everyone's going, "Hey, hurrah!" <laughs> <laughs> it's instantly. instantly. It really is. It's, yeah. it's it's so you know no other band. I guess like ACDC is that. <laughs> you know, but but Pearl Jam definitely it's one of the most unique voices yeah. in, in the history of music. Yeah. Um and you could tell just people try to replicate him, adding doing those like weird extra vowels, like Creed was big on that, where you know Hi yo to a place where golden That's a kill it, isn't it? Or killing it? Uh, I don't know what I'd call that. I'd just call that a Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder at this point. Yeah. Couldn't get Eddie Vedder than this. <laughs> <laughs> it but, definitely is, though. It's definitely like you know exactly who that is. You know, like, you know, as soon as it comes on, yeah, this is probably... Iconic is, is you know, it's such a shitty word to use because it reminds me of fucking that wrestling group. Oh, iconic. Oh, the, the girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, it's just he has an iconic voice for sure. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so yeah, starting with Once, Once. this is uh, the first song off of the first album. You know, this is always the important one. Um, to me, it's it's kind of like, I always, like listening to it now, it's just very much a standard rock song. But, yeah. I, but if you try to put yourself in a 1990s, you know just bought this cassette had never heard the grunge wasn't even a word yeah um which i actually tried looking up like how what coined the term grunge or how that got started and couldn't really find anything so i don't even know why i brought that up <laughs> yeah no i actually looked at that too because i was like yeah. there's like a i forget they call it like the gun theory it's like if you show a gun in a movie and don't shoot the gun like it's almost like a blue balls for the audience yeah I just i think i just did that because i brought up how grunge started i'm like i honestly have no idea where the word came from. <laughs> i know i've heard uh i always gotta take it back to wrestling Meltzer say uh the bait and switch so like basically you have someone like promoted and they don't show up so it's like oh yeah uh, hey the undertaker is gonna be here but it's not wrestling but you don't know that so you'll buy a ticket so it's basically what it is they say grunge and nobody knows what it means yeah <laughs> you think nirvana and um, but no, yeah, it's. I, I guess they're just a very important song considering what it kicked off. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm reading here. It says, Once is the middle chapter of a trilogy of songs in what Vetter later described as a mini opera entitled Mama Son, with it being preceded by Alive and followed by Footsteps. Once tells the tale of a man's descent into madness, which leads him to becoming a serial killer. Wow. <laughs> Damn. 
So yeah, that's uh, it's 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 a so it's, heavier. It's one of the higher energy songs. It really is. Yeah. If you look at it, the mini opera, almost taking it back to like a Green Day almost. Yeah, like, yeah, but it's not like in order. No, that's yeah, way. <laughs> like it even says right here, it's preceded by alive, which like it's crazy. Alive, as we know, comes two songs later in yeah. the album. <laughs> I wonder if that's like. Like, if he was the only one that knew that, or if, like, just the band knew that. Yeah, or if he just later put it, like, was like, ah, this, these would sound all good this, all together. Yeah. <laughs> this all ties together somehow. Yeah, so it's, you know, a heavier song that kind of introduced the genre. Uh, super interesting. Now, obviously, we just played it, so everyone listening this far had just heard it. <laughs> <laughs> but this is one, too, that, like, I wouldn't say it was a big single off of the album, but it was definitely one that they played consistently. Like I've heard this song many times on the radio. Oh yeah. Like when, yeah. when I put it on and you know heard the uh, chorus, I'm like, oh, okay, it's this song. It's, we know, you know. Yeah. I've heard. I never knew what before. it was called. I you know I knew it was Pearl Jam song, but yeah, no, I didn't know either. Um, and then once leads into. Even flow, even <laughs> flow. Which, good God, it's like how you know, how could we talk about that song? Like, what more could be said about even flow? I think you just covered it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember when I first heard this song. I always thought he said even though. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> even though. That's that's one of the like. Thoughts add that to one of our upcoming ones. Yeah. The, did he really say that? It sounds like. This this just this song in general would be a good uh like what lyrics is he actually saying? What's he saying? This is literally what it is. Rest his head on a pillow made of concrete. I think this song's about a homeless guy, right? <laughs> I think so. Is it? It's gotta be. It's something like that. Um But yeah, this is this is one of those songs they it's almost like the I always say the Pixies kind of started it. I don't know if that's even true, but we're probably like the verse into the chorus is like a complete different like this this one definitely has like a faster pace. Like obviously in the verse you can't even hear what he's saying cuz he's singing so fast. Right. And then when it gets to the uh, chorus, it's like, bam, 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 and then they kind of let it ride, even flow. It, it's almost like the start so of it's a like new a, song. It's like slower down, kind yeah. of, uh, which, um, like you hear a lot in, uh, like, Smells Like Teen Spirit was another one. Like the uh, verse leading up to it is super quiet and toned down, and then you get when the lights out, and it picks up. Completely changes, yeah. Now that's kind of like the trope with with grunge is it has these dramatic changes between verse, bridge, chorus. It you know they don't really flow. It's just kind of like a big chord strum, and then right. it, it crashes into a a louder, heavier. You're thing. getting all of it though, like. Whereas this, I would say, is the opposite. Go, the chorus is a little bit. Mild, more mild, and into. Uh, I almost the, prefer that though. Yeah, that's not bad. Like, I kind of like that. That whole. I Which, think the entire way through would be a little much though of that because <laughs> yeah. you're just like, oh man, because it's almost five minutes long. Yeah. So like, you kind of need like that that balance to kind of. <laughs> yeah, they love their fucking guitar instrumental breaks. Like. Oh yeah. 
They're very uh, proud of those. Yeah, and, th- and this one's cool. I, I I would say this is my favorite part of that song is that boom 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 The dude nailed it. <laughs> Check this out. We did even flow about 50, 70 times. I swear it was a nightmare. What, what, while recording it. Who say that? Read that again. This is from the guitarist. He says we did even flow about 50, 70 times. I swear it was a nightmare. <laughs> like just take after take after take. Yeah, I guess they did release it on one of the like. I don't even. There's so many different uh, yeah. versions of this album, but on one of them they released a bunch of them. Yeah, where it's almost eight minutes long. Yeah, you know how like you get sick of a song listening to it like five times in a row. Imagine like rehearsing and rehearsing and then playing it every night after night on your tour. That's like, like I. Get, you would just pick apart everything you hated about it. It's like I hate this fucking part. Can yeah, we change that. You would never want to do it again. <laughs> like I get why, because like if, in theory, you you pick the set list you. You rehearse it, and then that's what you play. But, like, it's kind of like, I couldn't do that every night, though, I don't think. Like, I would be going nuts about it. I don't know. Maybe for a few days, but... I'm reading here, it says, Evenflow has been played more than 800 times live. Wow. Wow. Over the years, the tempo of the song has become slightly faster in live performances. (laughs) Like, they're just getting, (laughs) fuck it, get through it. Just do it already. (laughs) I remember my brother told me, I forget what band it was, but they were like, we don't want to play that song. And they people kept yelling for it, so they were just like, <laughs> and then they just like got it out of the way real quick. But I'm actually, I'm looking up a set list right now. Yeah, it is about a homeless man. It's, uh, he panhandles for spare change and sleeps on a pillow made of concrete, like he's just laying on the street. They do play it. They, they still play it to this day? They play it to this day. It's on the <laughs> second encore. Oh, yeah? They play 30 songs. Wow. Jesus. Yeah, they have a, they have more albums than I could even think of. Like, I, I was looking through, and they're like, just put out album after album after album yeah. after album. If you would have told me they have that many, I wouldn't have believed you. Yeah. I'd have been like, there's no one. <laughs> I don't believe you. Didn't they just put one out, too? Hold on. Let's, let's, uh, let's not gun theory everybody in, uh, actually... <laughs> Yeah, it's not a lie to them. They have two albums. We're like, yeah, they got so many. So, uh, where do you even find out? Okay, so they put out one this year. Yeah. How many albums does Pearl Jam have? Here we go. Yeah, Gigaton. It was the... the, uh, they have 11 studio albums, 15 live albums, 3 compilation albums, 36 singles. Jeez. 36 singles is insanity. It's insanity. <laughs> and only 1990 to present, so it's not like... That's a lot of stuff. I know that's a long time ago, but that's a lot of stuff to be yeah, pumping thir- out. Yeah, 36 singles in 30 years. <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> so they've had more than one single. And it shows, like, we were just talking about, you can't escape Pearl Jam. Like, they're just no, everywhere. They're there. Um, and it's just, it's funny to think, like, this this album coming out, like, no one knew who they were. I was actually watching a guy on YouTube talk about this album. He, he was saying how he was playing. Uh, it was, like, when he was in college and Pearl Jam had been out, a, you know, a couple years, he was playing them. And uh, a guy came into his dorm room and was like, who is this? And he's like, it's Pearl Jam. And he's like holy shit, like, uh, 
are they coming here? <laughs> and he's like, I don't think so. Like, because he was said that he was like in a small town in Utah. He's like, I don't think so. Yeah. And he's like, well, why the hell not? They could probably be something huge. <laughs> like, he had no idea. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I love that. <laughs> why aren't they coming here? Because <laughs> well, they're fucking touring probably across seas, dude. Oh, yeah. They're in Europe doing like a <laughs> yeah, two month tour. That's another thing. I guess they're really big in the touring. Oh, yeah. Like I said, like when you look at interviews and stuff with them, they're all clearly like healthy. Like None of them really went down a, a shitty path. It's so tough to see, like, to find something that hasn't went down that path. Yeah. You know? So uh, I was looking up why. Remember we were kind of joking, like, the album's called 10, but there's 11 tracks on it. Like, what yeah. the hell? <laughs> <laughs> so I was looking up why the album was called 10. And, mm-hmm. and they were originally, when they first formed as a group, they called themselves Mookie Blaylock, who was a basketball player, and mm-hmm. his number was 10. Uh, okay. So when this album was first in its inception period, they See, were I called like Mookie more. Blaylock 10, because that was his number. And then then, then that answers, there brings up the question, like... Uh, why are they called Pearl Jam then? So I was looking up that, and they just won't answer it. They won't. They just come up with a different fake answer every time. <laughs> Pearl Jam, kind of like the CM Punk. CM thing. Punk. <laughs> what was I? I remember some of them. Cookie Monster Punk. Yeah. What Chicago made. Chicago made. I don't. Charles Manson. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, there was Chick Magnet was one. Yeah, I think it actually is Chick Magnet. Is it yeah, Chick Magnet? He had to like legally answer in court what CM stood for, and he was like, "It's Chick Magnet." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I would have thought Chicago made. Yeah. Like if you had to quiz me. I guess he was on a tag team with another guy, and they were called the Chick Magnets, and he was Chick Magnet Punk, and the other guy was Chick Magnet something. Else. Hopefully, it was like Cole Cabana or <laughs> who's the other guy? He's really into the elbow guy. Uh, he throws guy. the elbow. Remember, he got real big. Um, we were watching him in PWG. Uh, Hero, Chris Hero. Oh, yeah. Okay. It might have been him, because I know he was on Punk's uh, the documentary. Yeah. He was yeah. on it a lot. I don't remember who it was. I, didn't, I don't think I even like, paid attention. Probably one of those, up. too. Um, so, after Even Flow, which it's funny because it's like, how do you follow Even Flow? That's the biggest song in the world, and then it's Alive. Alive. Which is like the second biggest song in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, by going there live, does everyone do that with him? I uh, can't do that every night. There's no way. They'd, they'd have to. Like, uh, Would you just let the crowd do it? Yeah, you just let the crowd back and let... doing their Eddie Vedder impression. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would get old quick. So this song, if so the... Pretty much the concept of it, the way I understand it, is there's a son and he's trying to find out who his real dad is. Mm-hmm. And uh, the mom's saying, sorry you didn't meet him, but I'm still alive, kind of stuff. And uh, the one verse, I think it's the second verse, it, it kind of gets creepy, which, let me try, let me pull it up real quick. But he, he's talking about... Um, he sees a look she walks slowly across the young man's room she says I'm ready for you 
I can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Except the look, the look. I can't see, I just stare. But I'm still alive. That's weird. But doesn't that kind of seem like fucking... And that's like another like incest shit. I know. We always we fucking can't get away from this. Shit. <laughs> We're always talking about incest. So creepy. Uh, I don't get it, man. <laughs> but like, do you think of it more as like, I guess who else is gonna be really saying that though? Yeah. Unless it's like, uh, I don't know. Which you know, it's it's like the Pixies were a big one, and and uh, there was another album we did that. Who did who we do did? after the Pixies? Would have been. What was it Prince? No. I don't remember. But this we, is the third time this. we've talked about incest. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> On the Jukebox Club podcast. So it wouldn't have been Green Day. No, I don't think Green Day talked about incest. They just talked about. Where are you wasting your time? <laughs> it wasn't. It wouldn't be Chance the Rapper. It wouldn't be. <laughs> I don't think it was Chance. Uh, Band of Horses. Mm, I don't think so. It wouldn't have been Prince. Definitely wasn't Bruce. But I just remember it definitely wasn't Bruce. I remember talking about the Pixies because. Every other song on that is about Frank Black and his sister running away to the beach and fucking. Yeah, really. It, and then we so talked it about in the weeks. Not against me, not Weezer. We talked about one after that, and it was kind of like the same. Wait, which one was it after? I thought it was after the Pixies. For some reason, this isn't letting me go back. Well, whatever. When that, I hey, mean... we have a good review, at least. I didn't know that. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah, we do. We have one. We have a five-star review. <laughs> I never knew that. Chris is Sick. Looking, Chris is looking at our reviews live. <laughs> I, I never knew that. I'm like, oh, That's shit. Awesome. Thanks, man. Bro Cho. Whatever that is. Bro Thank Cho. you. I appreciate it. Uh, hold on, wait. Previously played. Oh, see all episodes. Now we're on to <laughs> But uh, while you're looking that up, alive, yes, it has a really, alive, yes, it has a weird, yeah, connotation there. Like uh, I'm ready for you. I can't remember anything except the look. So it seems to me like the there's Could... a mother and a son, and the son grows up to represent his dad, and now the mom's like, hey, you look like your dad. Your dad's dead. It's fucked. It's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind I of mean... fucked up. Who knows? <laughs> that's just yeah, that's out there, right? But I mean, I get it. I mean, I get like the the lyric where it would like how it would flow into the song. Like it, obviously, it flows well, mm-hmm. but like the meaning behind it's fucked. Unless that's I'm like a ghost alive. or something. What if it's a ghost? <laughs> I'm trying to help the guy. <laughs> yeah, just think about that next time you hear that 500 times on your way home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right after Mark Madden, here it comes. I'm still alive, alive. <laughs> he, he does. He does the fed up well. He's just like yeah. <laughs> it's like right in the middle of a lyric too. It's not like a whole verse. So these so like I think it's just because of how frequently I hear them. Yeah. But to me, these songs feel like. T- 
20 minutes long. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 yeah. I remember you were away and I texted you and I was like, have you listened to the whole Pro Jam album? Yeah, I, I think yeah. you had already. Yeah. And I was like, man, it's brutal. Like, <laughs> I'm not saying I hated it. I'm just saying it was brutal to get like. Yes. Like I would be doing stuff down here while it was on and I'm like. Holy shit, I did everything, and we're not even halfway through the thing. This one's five minutes and 40 seconds. Yeah. That's it, insanity. It's the longest five minutes and 40 seconds it's of your so life. so fucking long. And even, like, they, they speed it up on, on radio and stuff, and yeah. it's still a really long song. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't, I know I always shit on long songs on that podcast, but there are a ton I, don't, here. I don't mind longer songs, but you gotta, like, switch it up, man. Like, a live is literally just, like, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and then, like, five-minute solo. <laughs> that's, that's the thing is the The is song's the five minutes and 41 seconds, and there's six minutes of solo in it. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're getting kind of... Like, why? <laughs> but, I, I mean, considering it's the third song, again, going back to, like, this comes out, who's Pearl Jam... You the three first three songs you hear are once even flown alive like three of the biggest fucking rock hits of all time. Yeah. Do you think though if they went say they went two minutes on the song, and then that's where it ends the studio version, and then mm. the live version that's what you got. I think oh, it would be yeah. cooler that way. For sure. I mean I don't know what do I know about that? But <laughs> I'm just saying like I feel like because there's I just don't know how you shrink that down to two minutes no so bruce has a song where he does that the, yeah. the album is is not he does it a little bit but it, it cuts off at the end like it cuts it off there's not like this gigantic long, it's race, racing in the streets it's called but live it's like 10 minutes long because he does this gigantic like, yeah. solo and stuff like that but it makes you appreciate it live more than you do on the album um but yeah probably probably would have been easier to listen to <laughs> No, uh, yeah, maybe it's just us, like, used to, you know, more, I don't know, I don't want to say more, like, this is just so standardly a rock song, like, there, there was nothing, like, innovative about it, like, it's not like, like, and I was listening to, like, Master of Puppets by Metallica, yeah. um, like, recently, like, that whole album, and Metallica does this nice thing where they, you know, they'll have an eight-song album that's an hour long. So you're thinking like, oh, there's each of those eight songs are like on average like seven minutes long. But they do that beautiful thing where like they just part it out. Like the beginning of Master of Puppets. Is yeah. That, uh, Master of Puppets, they're pulling a string. <laughs> and then it, and then it does that. And then you know, and it goes into like a exactly. What I always think of is um, one. Yeah. Where it's like it sounds like it could be two different songs. Exactly. And I like that because it's not just this. Darkness imprisoning me, all that I see. Absolute horror. <laughs> that's on that was on a wrestling thing I remember watching where I was like this is fucking cool like, I never listened to it that far in but I'm like holy shit yeah and like the whole first half of that song is uh, <clears throat> that it's it's super chill dun, 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 dun. yeah yeah and, yeah. Uh, um, and he goes ballistic life it seems no that's fade to black fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drifting farther 
Fucker. Just mixing all fucking Madoc songs. Yeah. But I guess that's my point. It is, uh, is I, I prefer that kind of style. If you're going to do a longer song, I prefer like definitive parts. Yeah. No, you know, I, I and definitely. And not just like a repeat and a repeat and a repeat. It, it does. This album. Does that. Definitely gets repetitive. And uh, like they do that cheeky thing where the end of the last song is the same as the beginning of once like that with those like weird drums yeah but like by the time i get to that part i'm like i'm not listening to this album again <laughs> it's it's yeah it really throws you off yeah. if you're not like like there's a lot of albums that i'll listen to on repeat cuz i mean not that i didn't like this but it's definitely one where once i listen to it once through i'm like holy fuck like I'm not listening to music for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's draining. It's only 53 minutes and 20 seconds, but it's literally, it feels like it's four hours when you get through it. Like, <laughs> I'm not bashing them, I'm just saying, because the songs are super long, and yeah. an hour is a long time. I mean, I know it's not quite an hour. Yeah. It's I, like the Eminem thing. It's To go the whole way is, yeah. is something. The pacing, too, on it, which we'll move along to why go. Which is another heavier song. So that's yeah. not not heavier, I shouldn't say, but faster paced, like rock, pure rock, like chords, like you know it's what just, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And uh, that, why go home? Why go home? Yep. March down, <laughs> <laughs> like another, like faster paced, heavier song. And it, it's like, it's four in a row, which um, normally I lean towards the faster paced, heavier songs on an album. Like, uh, we recently yeah. did the Thrice album, and I think that was ten songs, and there was two songs, I would say three songs that were more mellow mm -hmm. than the rest. Like, there's seven, like, heavier ones, three mellow ones, and I just blatantly prefer the heavier ones to the mellower ones. Oh, yeah. yeah. Whereas this, I'm the complete opposite. Like, my two favorite songs off of this were Black and Oceans, and those are the easily the softest songs on this so I, I think they do in my opinion they do a better job with the more melodic like um deliberate paced songs you know and not like the angrier rock ballads but again going back to the time like the angrier rock ballads before this was welcome to the jungle was master of puppets was one so yeah. It was almost the middle ground that, you know, with Once Even Flown Alive of, like, you've got, like, metal, and then you've got, like, ABBA. <laughs> yeah. That's... So this kind of, like, filled in the gap there. It, it's tough, too, because... I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on it, but... When you hear the first three, and you're like, okay, I know these ones. This was the one I didn't... I didn't know it. Like, Why go? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't know anything from it. Um, obviously, you knew because of the voice and yeah. what you were doing. But like, I feel like this is when I was like starting to get pumped because I'm hearing something I haven't heard before. Sure. When you yeah. can really start to like dive into it. But like then again, it was like I don't know. It wasn't my favorite to to kind yeah, of like, yeah. like a B side, if you will. No, yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, this because I, I I I've kind of the same way. Like I. I don't know if I I don't think I heard this one before listening to the whole album. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it was it's like the first song that's not like a big hit. Yeah. Um 
this song, yeah, I guess diving into the lyrics a little bit, is, is about um, a girl who, uh, according to the singer, there's nothing wrong with her, but her parents are like medicating her, sending her to institutions. And, but the, the one line, oh, she's been diagnosed by some stupid fuck mommy agrees <laughs> so why go home kind of like her parents think something's wrong with her yeah um which is like uh the fucking grunge ballad you know it's like oh fuck your parents <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> why who's, go home who's number one target St- stay going surfing and smoking pot and wearing flannel <laughs> don't go <laughs> home but yeah just very uh like in today's terms very cliche for the genre but it's only cliche for the genres because this was the genre at the time like Pearl Jam innovated this shit yeah and uh it's kind of like uh, it's 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 almost like everyone kind of ripped off of them yeah. So so it's not their fault that this has become a cliche, like a, a grunge no, cliche. It's no. like no, this it, for them it was like innovative. It's almost like uh, I always bring this up because I have such frustration with modern cell phones. But do you remember like my first cell phone was it was called the Samsung Siren and it was just a flip phone, normal flip phone, yeah. nothing special about yeah. it. And then they started coming out with like. Did you have a camera? Yeah, I think it had a camera yeah. on it. And then they came out with like the LG flip phones, and now they have a camera on the front and on the back. Yeah, and got then smart. They, and then they came out with Smarter. like the Envy, which you know it flips this way. Oh, I had that. Yeah, yeah. it had like a keyboard. You flipped over. Yeah, open. and then yeah. the Sidekick slid up. You know, and then like now there's one where you flip it open, and the inside's a touchscreen, or the outside's a touchscreen, but the inside's like a keypad. Yeah. So everything was unique, and then the iPhone hit. And the iPhone looked just like you know what you have in your pocket right now—just a flat touchscreen with one button. And that's it. And that's it. And at the time, it was like, "Holy shit, this is innovative!" But you look at every smartphone now—it's a flat touchscreen with one button, you know, There's or that. or no button, depending. But they all—they're all black screens, you know. Like if you go to like Walmart and walk down the cell phone aisle, yeah, it's the exact same carbon copy thing over yeah. and over, just with a different name. Yeah. Like, this is the Samsung 10, this is yeah. the iPhone whatever, Yep. this is the Motorola whatever. Like, the, there's no uniqueness to it anymore. No. And I think at the time, like, like Pearl Jam was the iPhone 1. Yeah, oh yeah. Where it's like, holy shit, they innovated it, they made kind of this... This is the sound. This complete sound, yeah. and now the grunge, <laughs> you, you, look, you look at grunge and it's copy all... Copy and paste. It's all, you know, the the flat cell phones whereas like before it was like oh here's a flip phone here's a slider that, you that's know? really good like how <laughs> to put that together I did not think but so, yeah so yeah like like to us like that's that's kind of what I was thinking listening it was like I almost felt bad for not being super into it yeah um, yeah but then I think about it I'm like okay if I heard this in 1990 I mean I was fucking one years old yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was zero when this came out yeah so. yeah but really assuming gonna... I was in my, you know, I was 17 when this came out. Like, this would have fucking been everything. It would have been so cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think people, like, talk about, um, like, Led Zeppelin that way, too. Oh, absolutely. Like, because Stairway to Heaven was actually on side two of Led Zeppelin 1, I want to say. 
So it's like you're buying this band Led Zeppelin. Who are they? And they're blowing you away with how good like the instrumentals are. You're just like, and you're like, holy fuck! Like that was amazing. And you flip over to side two, which typically side two is your worst half of the album. Yeah, you know, it's like your B side. Yeah. And Stairway to Heaven's the first song that plays. And like now you hear Stairway to Heaven, you're like, whatever, that's Stairway to Heaven. But yeah. like, the first time someone heard Stairway to Heaven, they were like, holy fuck! Like they were probably like calling like calling their friend on their fucking rotary shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> he's out. He's like, check out he's okay. Yeah. But yeah, I think, I think too, in a way, they can kind of claim that, like, hey, we're, we're yeah. the ones that kind of started this. And I'm sure they probably wouldn't say that out loud, but in my head, I'd be like, yeah, look, this is what, we, I mean, it's probably going to show within ticket sales and album sales, you know, I'm like, oh, no, how many? Yeah. Speaking of, uh, Ticket sales. These guys were at the forefront of like the Ticketmaster thing, where the Ticketmaster was upcharging. Oh like, yeah. Program was like it's twenty bucks to go, but if you bought them Ticketmaster, it's thirty eight dollars. Yeah. And Program was like, "What the fuck? We said twenty and Pro and uh, Ticketmaster's like, well, we have a convenience fee, we have all this stuff, and they were kind of the first ones to rebel against that, like, like the Pro Napster kind of." like get what you pay for which we just talked about Metallica which is it's kind of fun to juxtapose these two bands but Metallica was on the opposite end saying like don't fucking download our shit it's ours yeah (laughs) yeah where these where Pearl Jam like just living so up to their reputation of just like a grunge band kind of who gives a shit you know um, was just like we don't give a fuck like we just want our shit to be heard we we don't want people to have to pay a fortune to get in but no it is kind of ridiculous when you buy tickets in there. Yeah. I think they, like, there was a couple festivals and stuff they wouldn't do because, like, Ticketmaster was in charge of it. And they're like, we're not going to do it. See, that's really cool because someone does need to stand up to, like, yeah. even, like, StubHub. Like, have you ever bought stuff off StubHub? <sighs> not in a really long time. So, like, it's been a while for me, too. But I remember even buying them. They're, like, quadruple the price of what they should be. And it's, yeah. like... With you, you either <laughs> yeah. get that or you don't get it at all. And I know before, like a lot of bands that we listen to are really against that too. Like they're yeah. just like no stop up whatsoever. Like they'll do everything as opposed to like Laura put people on her guest list. Oh, that's cool. She was like, hey, somebody tweeted her and was like, hey, uh, we want to see your band, but we're not paying two hundred dollars to take it on stop up. <laughs> and she was like, give me your two full names and I'll I'll guest list. Right? Like, Fuck yeah. that. And yeah. like, you know. No, that's super cool. Yeah. But yeah, like Pearl, yeah, they just kind of, it's almost like they stumbled into the success and like revolutionized music and kind of took this like laid back approach to it that, that hadn't been done before. You yeah. know, and like they're just like, we're truly innovators and it's, it's really cool to like see them all still doing well and you know, there's never been like a problem or anything like that and, and anytime there was media about them it was stuff like that hey they're standing up against these guys or standing up against these guys oh yeah um, and it's funny too like I uh, was reading about Eddie Vedder and, and the band was formed before Eddie Vedder was added like he was kind of like oh, they just was... needed a singer yeah and I think it was one of the guys from Red Hot Chili Peppers that uh, like introduced them oh really like, hey this is Eddie like, oh that's cool voice and uh, Eddie Vedder was just saying like he was just like a surf bum, <laughs> you know, like he just <laughs> went surfing all the time, just joined this band He's and like, like hey. boom, successful, you know, right off the bat. 
Mookie Blaylock. That's nuts. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess. What a voice to find, though. Oh yeah. Like damn. Yeah, just to fucking define a, a decade, pretty yeah. much. Oh yeah. Um. But yeah, like going back into why I go home again. It was just you know about not liking your parents being angsty <laughs> which wasn't their fault why it became like a cliche oh no and then uh that leads into black, black which i think black's my favorite off the album yeah um which is strange because i'm, I'm looking at the timestamps. alive is 541 and i just complained that i felt really <laughs> long Black is 543, so it's two seconds longer, but it doesn't feel... It doesn't feel as long. And, and it is a more mellow song. It is. Um, to me, this one doesn't have that generic verse, chorus, verse, chorus, because it's almost like the uh, chorus and the verse are almost one. Like the... Uh, oh, what was everything... <laughs> <laughs> oh my bitter hand. This is another oh, one you hear a lot. Like there's not really a, a generic repeated chorus throughout the song, just kind of like a repeated melody. Yeah. Um, Which is what you, I mean. If if you were to hear this song without any lyrics, would you know it's Pearl Jam? I don't know. I don't think so. That's I a see, good question. I don't think I would either. Which is why I kind of yeah. like that because yeah. at first, like if you heard. One from Metallica, no lyric, instrumental. Oh, You'd be yeah. like, this is Metallica. fucking Metallica. But sure. I know it's a single, it really doesn't match up. <laughs> but like, there's songs that I hear the beginning of it and I'm like, I think this is Metallica because mm. it's a Metallica type thing. Oh, this is yeah. something that you wouldn't say, oh, hey, this is Pearl Jam. Yeah, that's, you that's know? A, until you hear that. Yeah, that's that's a really good uh, like take there. Yeah, I never thought about that. That's what caught me from it anyway. Yeah. But uh, I love, love the end of this song, which I'm going to bring up the lyrics before I butcher them. That's another thing. Not Black Hole Sun. I wouldn't know. Um, Because obviously the end is that... But like the uh, towards the end. Uh, yeah, what does he say? I know someday you'll have a beautiful life. I know you'll be a star in somebody else's <laughs> sky. But why <laughs> can I be mine? <laughs> I just love that. Uh, yeah. I know someday you'll have a like it, it, he kind of abandons the melody that they kind of formed, which he's like fuck it. Going back to like how we talked about one, like how halfway through the song, it's not halfway, but half, you know, halfway through the song, there's a, just a dramatic change. Yeah. Which he does with, like, the, the band is still playing the same thing, but he does with his pacing of his lyrics. Like, the lyrics are going, going, going to a certain pace, and then boom, the, the band's still playing what they were playing, but the lyrics kind of change the pace. It's a, yeah. It's almost like he's get, he's trying to get out more. Like we always joke about the fed ups or something, but he's oh, like yeah. trying to squeeze more out he of his sentences. Yeah. Um, I almost like that at the end though. When I noticed like Gaslight started to do that, like on Get Hurt a lot, where it yeah. was a lot of like at the very end he would throw something in, yeah, and that's yeah, yeah. that's always my favorite part because I feel like it's like not that it's not obviously he wrote it and thought about it, but it's like. 
Oh, and then one more thing, and then just slams it in. And I'm like, I love that. And one more, we got to look for and one more thing. And one more thing, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a new name. That's like Kevin's like. fed ups and one more thing. One more thing, yeah. I love that. I like that. Since we're calling it that, the and one more thing on Rolling and Tumbling. Yes. He's like, I hope you got all my letters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he like, like calls her out too. Yeah, he's like. Your drugs and your cocaine. Yeah. And your question, your answers. <laughs> I hope you got all my letters. That's on the Great Depression. Yeah, that's great. That's, <laughs> Where it's like a tacked on chorus or verse that's that doesn't meet the pacing. It's not. Pacing. Yeah. I also he does it on um, how at the end of how. Yeah. It's like, just random. Not random, but it's like I don't know. Doesn't seem like it would fit. It, yeah, almost. that that's almost like a like, like he's like talking instead of singing. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. It's it's almost like belong to me somehow. Drag you one, drag you down. <laughs> yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. Bless your waters and your doubts. That's right. Yeah, I had to look it up because I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> what's he saying? But yeah, this one is now my bitter hands. Great old broken glass. <laughs> oh, what was everything? <laughs> That's literally the last lyrics. Did yeah. you see it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like one long, like, I love yeah. that. And him just going, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's almost, uh, what was I listening to in the car? I was listening to uh, the Beatles channel, and they were playing uh, Hey Jude. Mm. And it's a dance. And down the dune. Have you ever heard the song? Uh, which is funny because I I always think in my head a funny joke would be like, "What's your favorite Beatles song that starts that has the word hey in it?" <laughs> uh, but the song "Hey Bulldog," not "Hey Jude," but "Hey Bulldog." Yes. Um, the way that song ends, he like is just him barking. Yeah. And he's like, "Do you know any more?" And it, <laughs> it just keeps like fucking art. and then like you just hear the whole band like going yeah yeah <laughs> I love that that's that's awesome yeah but just random yeah I'm just like I'm like laughing noticing at how different uh like my tone is talking about like the last four songs than talking about black just like clearly I like black whereas yeah. I don't really care for the last four Black is it's another one that like it's heavy rotation. As far as yeah. like in the morning I always hear it, but I don't know. It's it's different. Like you said, it, it doesn't feel almost six minutes long. Like yeah, it just doesn't. Yeah. And then uh black leads into Jeremy. Jeremy. Which uh crazy. It's another, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just like looking at I mean, so what we're six six songs deep into this album and Every song but one is literally a single. It's like a know? huge single. Yeah. <laughs> huge. Huge. <laughs> um, whereas the one that's not a single is Why Go, but I mean, they, I think they like played it on SNL and stuff, so it's not like an abandoned song. By no. no. I'm sure it's in heavy rotation. Like, you feel yeah. like all these songs would be during live performances. Yeah. So this is another one I'd say it, it's not, it's not as mellow is black but it's not like as heavy as even flow or why go no um this is a really good one for the uh, Eddie Vedder impression though the uh 
Jeremy Spogan. This is, you know, when they have those like snippets of like today's rock, blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah, that's sure, like dude. that's the first thing I think of. For is, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Pittsburgh's. I don't even know what they say. Yeah. And 90s, today. And today. 80s, 90s, and today. It was just him. <laughs> there <laughs> Everything. For sure, dude. It's gotta be. Hell yeah. It's gotta it's, be. This is like the, yeah, the radio sample. <laughs> it has to be, right? I mean, if it has it, it was at one time. Yeah. I know that. Um. Yeah, so Jeremy, uh, to me, this is the most interesting song in terms of like lyrics so this is a a true story about a kid who shot himself at school like he forget how old he was he was like a young kid Mm -hmm. um 15 wow and he brought a gun to school and shot himself so this song jeremy is about um kind of like it starts out with his home life uh he drawn pictures of mountaintops. <laughs> you know, just pretty much like talking about how he was like a loner. And then daddy didn't pay attention. <laughs> and the boy was something that mommy couldn't wear. <laughs> and then the next line is King Jeremy the Wicked ruled his world. So it's almost, he's kind of painting this picture of a kid who doesn't get attention at school doesn't get attention at home and and is just like in his own head constantly and you hear at the line king jeremy rolls his own world like you know he's by himself kind of doing his own thing and then the next verse is about the boy getting bullied you know when he says, uh, he ain't nothing but a harmless little fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he hit me with a surprise layoff. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. It's like, I don't want to say like, because obviously it was way later, but like Columbine, like all that stuff. Like, yeah. like this was obviously, this is happening long before then, but like, it's more along the lines of, of like that story almost. Just like getting bullied and yeah, you can like yeah, they definitely had a direction with this that wasn't as open ended as the other songs, and uh, yeah, they did a, to take a, a true story like that, like super tragic, and turn it into a mainstream hit of a song. And I know like uh, they, I, I was reading comments on the video, and it was like, hey, I go to the school where this happened, and like really. We're not allowed to talk about it. Really? Yeah, and I think like the parents like tried to follow file like a lawsuit against the song. Jeez. Like saying like you're not you can't fucking play this song. Like, this is about our son killing himself. You know. What oh, I, mean? I guess yeah. Well, that's yeah. I kind of get that. Cause um, yeah, why would you like? Yeah. So pretty much, uh, I'm reading here. It says the band's uh, Eddie Vedder. We know who he is. Eddie Vedder read it in the paper and wrote the song immediately after reading it. Like, so, like, that's, like... Like, he read about this kid who shot himself in school and just immediately was like, I'm going to make a song about it, <laughs> you know? It affects people different ways, I'm sure. I mean, like, stuff when you hear something like that that's pretty, like, powerful, um, like, a powerful story and then just, you know, 
Yeah. Damn, writing and going from there. Yeah, they... Yeah. Craziness. <laughs> but... Yeah, yeah, I'm looking into that now as you as you said that. Yeah, like they don't... I guess it's like not like a, a great subject to bring up. Yeah, but but they, they were able to take it and make it into this mainstream successful song. I wonder, the, like, what... Jeremy Spoken... <laughs> That's so tough though too, because like, would you want? I guess it's it's a it's a dark cloud, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to like describe it. Like I I I almost feel like the school wouldn't want the attention for it, obviously, because it's like a terrible thing. But like, at least something not good came out of it, but a positive. Yeah, like his, his sure, word is it, getting out. His story's getting out. I there. know the video too. Like this was back when MTV actually like showed music videos. And oh yeah. And the video, like, laid it out. Like, oh, really? It, like, I read uh, the original video, like, literally showed the kid put a gun in his mouth. He stood up in front oh, wow. of his class and put a gun in his mouth. Wow. And then, like, you, you just show shots of the students, like, covered in blood. Like, Jeez. Like, it was Jeremy's blood. Yeah. And, like, MTV had to, like, censor the video and everything. So, like, it definitely got people, like, talking about it. And, you know, this is just, like, a huge issue today you know like suicides among young people are like crazy high and this is just another case and it's 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 like more of like i just feel like pearl jam is was just this like innocent band like writing songs and they just hit this mainstream success and like they weren't expecting especially with jeremy's just like covered a huge topic that they probably like were like oh we just thought it was like an interesting story (laughs) we wrote a song about but like literally they know like this is like the song that you think of when you think of like teenage suicide yeah you know, is is jeremy well, if you if you think too like twitter and stuff isn't around so like not yeah. too many people knew about this oh yeah and then yeah. all of a sudden it's like yeah it's everywhere it's probably a local story yeah. that he turned into a national story yeah. you know and especially with like the music video, like it it literally like shows the kid like coloring, and then like he goes to school. And... That's almost like the we did the Eminem one, and I remember reading they they censored the uh, stand video because he has like he has him driving on the road oh, at the end, yeah, he's all drunk, yeah. and like you see like the car go off yeah, the, the bridge yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And I remember like reading that they censored that. <laughs> this is crazy. Probably play that. What? We haven't played a song yet. Oh we yeah. Play. I mean, I always just splice them in wherever. But yeah, we've heard. Play. You've heard this though. I, <laughs> there's no way you haven't. Oh, here, here, we'll play it. But I'll, I'll ruin it real quick before we play spoiler. it. Spoiler. Well, it's not a spoiler, but I always sing the lyric "Jeremy's from Spokane, Washington" instead of "Jeremy's Spoken Class Today." Oh damn! So Jeremy's Spokane. <laughs> Spoken. <laughs> so there, we've ruined the song. Now listen to it, and you won't be able to not hear Spoken. En- enjoy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, also. 
Okay, we are back, um, and then we're diving into the next song, Oceans. Oceans. <laughs> diving into Oceans. Oceans, Oceans. So this is a another weird, uh, like, diversion from, like, the standard verse-chorus, like, format that they kind of cemented with this album. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I really like it. It's, it's just two verses. Um... It's another softer one. I think I just mentioned earlier how my two favorites were Black and Oceans, and they just so happen to be like the two softest songs off this album. But I think I think Pearl Jam's like I don't know. That's what I like about them is they can put out a really good like melodic, softer song. They definitely them. know, like yeah, they know what they're doing as far as like oh, here's the you know. I don't want to say headbanger, but you know, here's the aggressive one, and then here's the the you know, yeah the ballad almost. So Vetters described this song as like both about surfing and a girl. That's <laughs> <laughs> what it comes down to, man. Yeah, <laughs> but I love it. It's just you know short. Uh, I I like how they just kind of let it ride, like um, once the verse comes in it's just like that yeah <laughs> he still throws it in though yeah you can't you can't leave it you know yeah the, 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 to me this one's definitely the furthest from the rest of the song oh like yeah it's the most different whereas like i f- i feel like a lot of these like uh once even flow alive why go and then we're gonna jump into porch and deep like they to me all of those songs you could kind of group in as like very similar sounding yeah um which this is also this is the shortest on the album yeah yeah which i think that's kind of why the album feels so long is because it's it almost feels like with the exception of a song here or there um, like the pacing is weird. We talk about that a lot where like a lot of albums go up and then down yeah. and up and then down. This kind of just stays level and then I'd say it kind of dips for Black Jeremy Oceans and then just goes back to that level area. Um, which makes it feel like if you were on a roller coaster that just went straight the entire time, like it would feel a lot longer than one that went up and down and yeah. up and down. And I think that's kind of what you get here is... They were kind of just establishing their sound, and obviously they pumped out hit after hit after hit after. I think Oceans even became a single. The song we're talking about now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was just like them establishing their sound. So they were just doing the best of what their sound was. Mm-hmm. Um, and it became very successful, but to me, it was just very monotonous of an album. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's. That is like the whole. I mean, it does almost doesn't fit in with the first half, mm-hmm. but I, I can see why that would be the start of like the second. Yeah. Um, the second side almost. If that's even. <laughs> I don't even know if that's no, the start but, of it. Yeah, I, I think that that's another like reason why this one stood out to me so much was because it was so detached from the rest of it, and I'm like, oh, this is like a nice little break from almost like too much grunge <laughs> yeah yeah 
you 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 do need that though. Yeah. You need like the different um, the different set and the kind of you know the dips. Yeah, you need it. <laughs> yeah, you do need I, it. I feel like I would have put this song between even flowing alive, like to try to just break up some of the first half. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's always fun to like fantasy order an album and like yeah i definitely would have moved some things around <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's, it's definitely yeah yeah i would have put black towards the end and i would have moved oceans up just to kind of i would probably put oceans between two and three and black between porch and garden or something you know i don't know that's weird though because like you do kind of need that like I don't know. You want to like balance it. I feel like yeah, it's not yeah. balanced at all. All the hits are kind of like right there. Yeah, you like stack it up with with two similar sounding songs. Uh, like the first half of it is all like the same kind of, and it feels like one big cluster of Pearl Jam. <laughs> it really is. And then I mean, probably you don't know at the time you're making this album oh, yeah. that these are all going to be hits, but there's a different sound though.
yeah so so oceans to me is, is a great break from the monotony that kind of comes with this like yeah. I hate to say that but no it's, it's definitely true though yeah <laughs> definitely true um and then it jumps back into porch which to me just returns back to like what i didn't really care for this album just like a very inoffensive sounding grunge song like there's there's no real grit to it right um, and may, like maybe at the time there there was, but maybe it were just so uh, desensitized <laughs> to it at this point that it, it kind of feels like another like going through the motions of of what the rest of this album is. I definitely think yeah, that's that's like the the way to put it because it's like I don't know. Um, I'm trying to find this that. is a hear my name. Take a good love. This would be my day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, how many songs do they end uh, with just nonsensical just, syllables? Just yelling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, ah, ah. Da, 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 Porch just fits right into it's that. It's just right in there, yeah. It's like the same. I mean, at least it's, at least it's like consistent. You gotta give them that at least. <laughs> yeah. I mean, shit. Yeah, this is kind of like, um, like coming back to this album, like after Oceans, I always felt like, ah, uh, well, like the enjoyment I got out of this album is over. <laughs> yeah. Like the last four songs, I just was not into. I. Like it. Do you think it's more of like too much of how I put this not mean <laughs> not too much Pearl Jam, but just too much of like the, the Pearl Jam uh, formula? Like if you take the last last songs and make them but I guess you're not really keeping the flow of the album itself <laughs> then. Even flow. Even flow. <laughs> No, I, I I don't know. Like I would have been perfectly fine if after Porch they ended it. Yeah, yeah. I kept thinking yeah. like, oh, this is the end. This is the end. This is the. End. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it was just like more. I'm like, they're really like doing, you know, another, like, standard like heavier song right after like right after one another. But, um, I mean, I'm sure it's for somebody. I it just wasn't for me especially like maybe it's like a less is more approach like if if this would have been like i still would have put release last because i feel like release is a decent song yeah but if it was the first seven take out porch take out garden take out deep <laughs> which is crazy just like, go to release and then go to release and you know you you have probably a 45 minute album it's really fucking That's good. That's really though. fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree. And I know they didn't have this as much back then, but those Garden and Deep and even Porch could have been like the YouTube or not yeah. YouTube, the uh, iTunes exclusive songs. <laughs> yeah. like, it's exclusive in 91. Yeah. It was 91, 91. Sam Goody exclusive. Sam Goody, yeah. Uh, what was it? What was the other one? Sam Goody and shit. Uh, NRM was the one by my house. I don't know. Bear share was, was bear our, share was the that was the download that was the downloading one there was another one it was like something maybe cube 
something cube. I don't know. There was one like that. (laughs) Cube. I know there was FYE. I don't think it was FYE. (laughs) Hold on. Let me try to look it up. FYE was definitely a music store, but I don't know if it was around then. Yeah, the same. On (laughs) cue? If if that's what it was called. I think it might have been on cue. I don't know it. Because I remember it was down here by. Like, do you know, like, the, the Monroeville, like... Yeah. There's that big, like, LA Fitness that's there now. Yeah. It was in that plot. I remember oh, my really? mom was taking me there, and it was, like, I think it was called On Cue, where it was, like, a music <laughs> store. It'd be like, no, oh, this is really think, cool. I don't think I ever heard of it. Yeah, the, the On Cue exclusive tracks. Yeah, that's what it was. So. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, Porch and, like, uh, Garden is, I'd say, is a slower one, but... Um, just very draining, I feel like. Uh, yeah. I will hang with my face but I will hang that, That's what it is. It's long and drawn out. Yeah. And it's like... It's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's a lot, too. And if you're not like a, a, yeah. a fan fan... Because the casual listener, I don't think a lot of those other people would have been like, you know. No, and, and I was, it was the same guy that was talking about how he's playing Pearl Jam in his dorm room and the guy walked in. He, he, he put it to where he said, I don't listen to this album for uh, Porch or Garden or Deep. <laughs> like I listen to it for yeah. the other songs. And, and like I couldn't agree more. It's just like. No, I totally agree. Um. I feel like a lot of albums, I, I never really have that to say about them. Like, it's either, like, I like the last album we did, Cold War Kids, like, yeah, I, would I have taken a song out and just to make it shorter and more enjoyable? Maybe, like, Ruben would have taken out. Yeah. And that's... Um, but, like, the Thrice album, I wouldn't have taken anything out of. The Weezer album, I wouldn't have taken anything out no. of. The Pixies, I wouldn't have taken anything out of. Um, yeah, it's, it's very like it's. It seems counterintuitive to say like, take these three songs out, and I would have enjoyed this more. Like I, because of these last you know four songs, and so it, it affected like the first couple songs. It's like, well, I don't want to go back and listen to those because I just listened. To I all just listened to this, yeah. And it's like I'm not really getting a different experience from the first half to the second half. Yeah, and that's why I think it would have been beneficial to put black like eighth or ninth yeah like, yeah just like if, stick if they like stuck to kind of like yeah, yeah like a to break it up a little bit but yeah i mean there's there's got to be other albums where obviously the best stuff is like the first five or six albums and then you get to the rest and it's like i don't want to say filler but yeah what yeah this is in the era of like you have to just put a cd in and listen to it so like if the first two songs are good you're like oh fuck i'll buy it you know mm-hmm. yeah so they can't really they have to stack the beginning of it <laughs> i wonder if this was like the the beginning or the end of like the the longer like like album length like do you need it to be it has to be over 45 minutes yeah do you know what i mean yeah. like it, i don't know that's also let me look at their next one and see how long it was <laughs> See, their next one was the album cover that I knew the most was the the goat to the fence. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember like there was this uh, 
there was this pizza place we used to go to every Friday and like they had like the CD jukebox where you would like turn the pages and I remember seeing that one the most like that's what I always thought of was this versus yeah but like the the goat so this one see so yeah it's 46 minutes so in that ballpark of yeah like, it's like 10 minutes shorter than well, almost 10 minutes shorter than this one like the length almost see but this has 12 tracks no so it's shorter like, though a little shorter but um so I can safely say, like, other than these Pearl Jam songs that are on this album, I don't know if I know any other Pearl Jam song. Uh, no. <laughs> That's a really good point. Let me. Look. Other than like what that Yellow Ledbetter song, which I honestly forget how it goes. Uh, honestly, I think that might be it. I mean, just looking, you know. Uh, that song man. that, uh, and I'll be there, and I know, and oh, I yeah. know. That's uh, Yellow Ledbetter. But other than like that, man. it's all songs from 10. Yeah. <laughs> At least in like heavy radio rotation. Yeah. Or, or 10, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it, it's just a matter of like me not going out of my way to listen to them like i'm sure if i listen to like certain tracks i'm like oh yeah i've heard this before Th- that's true but that's also like if i wanted to get like that has to be their biggest right 10 yeah yeah it have to be so like someone's someone's biggest that you don't but i feel like that's a band where like everyone's probably given them a chance like once in their life yeah i feel like kind of like you know like um another one that I would say is the same as this, like the Smashing Pumpkins. Like I know the hits, but I've never listened to a straight yeah. Smashing Pumpkins see, album see, in its entirety. I yeah, I really like the Smashing Pumpkins. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of fitting because we're talking about like that era right now. But I have uh, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, which is double two CDs. Oh know? wow! Like it's like twenty four songs or something crazy like that, and just it gets lost. Like there's certain like I think. Um, Two days off that. Today is the greatest. Uh, yeah. Like, like obviously, like there's the ones you pick out and you're like, oh yeah, this is like a huge fucking hit. It's right. amazing. But when you have an album that goes on that long, it's just song after song it gets lost. Like I could listen to Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness ten times in a row and I couldn't name you every track. Right. You know? I couldn't. I would, it's I too would much. I just forget about certain songs you know yeah I'm trying to look up real quick what's my favorite of theirs um uh, who Smashing Pumpkins yeah that is a great question I'm gonna look up how many the, the uh, big one is like the 1979 one yeah there's it's 214 so it's 28 songs wow yeah but on the first it gets um disc one and disc two on the first one, you have Tonight, Tonight, which is... Uh, tonight, That's it, Tonight. Two, yeah. um, you have Zero. Wanna go for a ride. Da, 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 da. That's and a good one, too. The world is the vampire. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, I keep forgetting that. crazy hits are on there. Um, That's on the same one. Those, yeah, and then 1979 is all on that. But well, 1979 is on disc two. But there's other songs I really like on that. That's like... Uh, where is it? Here is no why. That's a song I really like by them. Um, Tales of a Scorched Earth is a song I really like by them. Mm-hmm. But it's just like 
they're so buried in 28 songs of you know um i feel like a lot of people have also told me about um pink floyd and that they're another one where i feel like one song compared to the entire album would be like almost insane like yeah. people always say about them like the wall like I'm sure it's good but like it's so long to go through the See, entire thing I was listening to Have a Cigar wait is that what the album's called or is it Wish You Were Here I think it's called Pink Floyd Wish You Were Here right I know that's a, that's one of their albums is Wish You Were Here yeah that album is only like five songs I want to say mm-hmm. um, and that's fantastic I it's, love the song itself, Wish yeah, You Were Here. Um, yeah, it's 44 minutes long. Yeah, it is only five songs. Um, it's Shine On You Crazy Diamonds, Welcome to the Machine, Have a, guess, have a Cigar, Wish You Were Here, and then Shine On You Crazy Diamond, like the back half of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a really good fucking album. Yeah. Um, which is crazy to think, because you look at the track length, like Shine On You Crazy Diamonds is 13 minutes long, Welcome to the Machine seven minutes long, have a cigar wish you were here five and five second half of shine on is 12 but that's it that's like, it yeah like if you're gonna have really long songs like that's it i feel like you can get away <laughs> with that though. yeah yeah you like, can't have both you can't have 28 songs packed away right smashing pumpkins that is ridiculous that's insane and i get that people you know like is that truly 28 songs that you loved and were like the world has to hear there's this? N- there's no way someone <laughs> came to them and said look I want all 28 songs I think they were like no this is what we're putting out this is what it is because that's to me that's that's insane if I looked at any other album and see 28 songs yeah. I'd be like you're nuts <laughs> yes yeah, if it was a no if it was a compilation I can get that then I'm not yeah. gonna but like a regular album you're like what the fuck man the first so the first disc is 57 minutes so an hour yeah the second disc is 63 minutes so that's two hours two hours of just of Smashing Pumpkins wow. dude and like I love Smashing Pumpkins but anytime I listen to Melancholy like I just that's a can't lot, concentrate though. on it like it's just two hours of anything you're gonna get distracted that, that is fun. Tonight Tonight like that's the same yeah yeah that's yeah that's like that's all their fantastic song yeah Tonight, tonight's the second song, so they. That's the second. It. Yeah. They get it out of the way quick. <laughs> you got to do that, right? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to the rest of that Wish You Were Here album now. Yeah, because I've heard Have a Cigar and I've heard, I love Wish You Were Here. Wish song. You Were Here is really really good. There's a lot of like, obviously like synth emptiness. Right. Where it's just like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I I, I think it's really cool. They dig that. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's such a good album. But we're talking about we're talking Pearl Jam Way off, yeah. <laughs> I'm like so, reminiscing of like oh, five songs would be so easy. It's so easy, yeah. That, that might be... We should maybe do that, though. Yeah, that would be a good one to do. I, I think they're in that genre. Yeah. So the last two songs on 10, we can, we're at an hour and 20 minutes or something like that this point <laughs> wrapping this up um yeah deep uh deep is another heavier one yeah um it's just long one too it's funny because I'm like 
right now I'm tired. Like, but it's it's funny because I feel like it's such a good metaphor for this album. It's like I felt like I had so much energy in the first half of this podcast, and now it's I was like, just saying like oh, I know we still have to talk about two and more songs. When we first came back, yeah. I was like, right on. We've only got like five more. Yeah. We can do this, and then like right <laughs> after Oceans, it was just like yeah, which which I feel like is is what the album does. That too. really does yeah. though. But you also, once it's done, don't you feel like you've accomplished something? Because I did. Yeah, yeah. I felt like, like the Eminem one, like, I did it. Yeah, you well, I, I think release, which, uh, we'll just... Release is... Let's just jump to release. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I feel like release is a good... Uh, That's a good close. Send-off, for yeah. sure. That's Absolutely. why I say when you take out songs, I say take out Porch Garden and Deep. Yeah, if you remove Leave 8 through release. 10 and yeah. go to re- Oceans, then release, I feel yes. like this is a really good fucking album. Yeah. Oh, release me. <laughs> Does the length bother you on this one? Well, this is one of those stupid hidden track where there's like 15 minutes of emptiness or whatever it is. Um, I always bring up the, the newfound glory at the end. The I think it's which one is it? He yells and it's like a it's like a hidden song at the very end of the album. Oh yeah, it's it's kind of like oh, not really, but um, what it reminded me of when I heard it because there is it's like you think it's over. Yeah, yeah. And then they keep going. Um, I'm up real quick. It sticks and might be sticks and stones. Yeah, Ooh. sticks and stones has the hidden track. Where he just like screams and you're like, oh, yeah. fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's like whereas you don't really can't really do that anymore. And I guess when you have a CD and you find a hidden track, that's like an exciting moment. Yeah. But now when, you know, we're listening to these songs on our phones or on a computer, like it, even when you put a CD in a car, it says how long the track is. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you see 10 minutes. Like, you're not fooling anyone. I know there's a hidden track. Just gotta be, yeah. Like at least I hope. This when the song ends and it still shows five minutes left, and you're like, okay, there's a hidden track. Somebody didn't fuck up here. You know, if, yeah. but if it's just like vinyl or a CD player and you just happen to leave it on, and like, I feel like you wouldn't have noticed that there was a hidden track like on your first playthrough because you would have listened to it. You would have got to silence at the end and either put it back to number one or put a different album on. You wouldn't have just oh, let it spin. Right. Or you would have thought, <laughs> like if it was just on your phone and you weren't looking at it, you would have thought, yeah. oh, there's a there's a twelfth track. Yeah. Like yeah. I wouldn't have thought there was that was just one. Yeah. Unless yeah. you physically look at it, you know. Yeah, but it, I guess for the sake of like accidentally stumbling onto a hidden track, that's a really, really cool thing. Yeah. But it just doesn't hold up today it's just like you look at like I said you, the track time's gonna be on there the track listing's gonna be on there when you pick a like you physically are picking a song to listen to like are you gonna like do you ever go into an album thinking that like oh I wanna find a hidden track here like no no do you know what never. I mean it's just if you get it you get it or you don't even know it is a hidden track yeah yeah like I've, I've I'd say I've been annoyed with hidden tracks more than I've like been excited about them like um, Chuck Reagan has a hidden track on one of his albums yeah a Cold War Kids had a hidden Cold track Cold War Kids yeah but it's to me it's like for for the sake of Cold War Kids 
I enjoyed that album. That was like right up my alley. So when the last song ends, I'm expecting it to go back to the first song. I'm not expecting eight minutes of silence and then like a B side. Right. right. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, You're just expecting... reset the yeah. album. I want to hear it again. What is going on? Right. Um, so it's not necessarily the hidden track that bugs me. It's like the eight minutes of silence that you have to go through to find the hidden track. You could literally start it, though, from the last one. Yeah, just yeah. Say like, like, or, or maybe, today, like... you can pick what time you want to start it at. Yeah. Give it four seconds. Don't give it eight <laughs> minutes of, like... Just, just say you have an extra track in Just put it in. It. You're already at 53 minutes at this yeah. point. I want to say there was a... I think the Pixie... I know the Pixie song, Hey been trying to meet ya uh yeah that song uh it starts with him just going hey like that real quick but it's actually like before zero oh okay so if you're listening to the album you hear it but if you just listen to the song you don't hear it you don't hear it yeah <laughs> like to, to me that's interesting but it makes sense though anytime I hear the song and I don't hear that first hey I'm like what the fuck yeah like, what, why did they cut that part out yeah and I'm like realizing oh that's like part of the negative you know track next one yeah I didn't think of that <laughs> but no release me is a good send off I could do without the bonus track yeah but I would say that about anything I'm not just picking on Pearl Jam. No, no, it's it's true though. But yeah, the I'm looking. The European edition is 67 minutes. <laughs> yeah, the, I was there's like a Japanese oh, edition. Yeah. And I'm like, when the hell did that come out? Yeah, Japanese bonus tracks, <laughs> and then reissue bonus tracks, iTunes bonus tracks. But the iTunes ones are all live. See, I don't mind that as much if you put those on an album. Yeah, yeah. But like, why do you need a Japanese bonus track? <laughs> why do you need two of them? There's three European it. ones. I guess one is alive. That doesn't count. But yeah, what what's the appeal there? Like, what's the difference between a an American release and then it's like we can just give them twelve songs and then you have a European release? Is it for like? Europeans that already own the American version give them a reason to go out and buy a different one. I would I think that would be like, yeah, like the reissue. Yeah. And oh, hey, there's two exclusive tracks just for Europe. Like if you're like, oh, I already bought it, and it's like, well, the Europe release has this, and you're like, oh. they're not released anywhere else. <laughs> but then again, it. it's like, I don't know. And I'm looking like, I know people like live music sometimes, but. Once in a while, I like it to be like, look, this is a really good live version, or this is a really this. Sometimes it's just like a live version, and I'm like, I don't, I don't get why this has to be. I don't at the yeah. end sometimes. You know what I mean? I don't like just hearing a live version. Like I'd want to see the video or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that is an interest. That's like a talk for a different time. Like live versions of songs. What's the point? Unless it's, unless there's like like I said like the the song and then there's like a really long like yeah like, like a, a jam session at the end that's really fucking cool like I get yeah. that but if it's already in the song yeah like, I, I I like to watch like live versions just to see like who's doing what what's going how, on how they do certain things yeah. or what how the crowd reacts to it but absolutely just to hear a live version is 
<laughs> it's Whatever, like, I don't yeah. care. It's there. But uh, Pearl Jam Ten, Chris. Pearl Jam Ten. What are What is your final thoughts on the album? Final thoughts. I like. I don't want to sound like we're shitting on them because I really don't think. No, I mean you could definitely tell band. we got excited about certain songs and then we kind of energy kind of certain songs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are there any five star songs here? Um, Black and Oceans. Yeah. Um, which is cool because Black I've heard before, you know, countless times, but Oceans I'd never heard before. Right. So so this definitely was like a gem. Like oh shit! Like here's something I've never heard. That I it's really awesome. like, yeah. which is like we always say that's kind of the reason we do this is to find little gems and stuff we wouldn't expect to. I thought I was going to like this a lot more than I did. Agreed. In fact, on the first listen through, I was like, I'm into this. And then like listen to it and like literally all it took was a second listen through to be like, eh. I'm not so into this. Like yeah. I was just excited for the like songs that I really liked. And then the other songs, like, I'm like, just get to the next one so I can get to the one I like. That that was the problem for me too. Like right after Oceans, it was like, yeah, oh, fuck, there's still <laughs> which I didn't mind We're the last going. one, but I'm like, <laughs> I think we can, we we get it, we get it. So, what is your overall rating? I know we were doing that. Oh yeah, I forgot we did that. I it's hard. Zero to ten. I don't know if I can. It's called ten, huh? It is called ten, <laughs> which would make sense. But ten is ten is Okada and uh, Omega. You know, that's that's not. It's strange. That's the like, blue album Weezer. If I'm rating it just based on me listening to it in 2020, it's a lot lower than me rating it for what it meant to come Back out then. in 1991. Yeah, like this was just a game changer. Whereas every single song at the time was a fresh game changer but to us every single song is like monotonous yeah we've also heard five of them a million times (laughs) so that doesn't help so if i'm just rating this uh based on today's standards of like what i would feel going into it Mm -hmm. or what i have felt going into it like this year man like if i say I always like to do like one, two, and three out of ten is bad. Four, yeah. five, six is average. Seven, eight, nine is good, and a ten is perfect. Um, man, I gotta go like a six, six, and a yeah, half. yeah. No, I'm, I'm there. I'm... <laughs> to say it's like above average of what I would expect an album in 2020 to be. Um, it's tough. Yeah, but it's tough. Then you you look at the track list and you're like, how could this not be like almost perfect? Yeah, <laughs> which is I, at the beginning of it, that's what we were. Yeah, we yeah. sounded like, and then I say six and a half is fair. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it's kind of like a less is more. Like if you would have took out, which like you call it filler, that's kind of harsh. No, like there's songs that they clearly worked on i feel like even maybe just a an order change would have put the album better for me oh absolutely because i definitely take it as i think i brought this up in uh especially like the green day one Mm -hmm. like the songs a lot of the songs 
don't stand alone in the Green Day album. Like, uh, She's a Rebel is a good example. Or uh, We Are the Waiting. Mm-hmm. Those are two songs I really like, but I wouldn't listen to them unless they... Like, I wouldn't listen to We Are the Waiting unless it went into St. Jimmy. True. True. I wouldn't listen to um, She's a Rebel unless Give Me Novocaine was on before. Right, right. So to me, like, those songs on their own are such a lower rating, but when you put them as a whole album, it boosts it. It boosts it up, absolutely. Whereas, like, Porch garden deep uh even like songs like once even flow alive those all stand alone like really really well but i feel like as an album it's just all like it feels like they wrote a bunch of singles and then just put them on an album and this this feels more like a best of than like an album right there's not really this is their greatest hits (laughs) and then they have to throw on a few (laughs) new ones at the end yeah like i get that it, it's not really a an album that like it doesn't feel like a complete album it just feels like song after song after song yeah like I'm just like have it on shuffle yeah oh yeah <laughs> I agree like I feel like I you could change some things take some things out maybe add like a song a different Pearl Jam song in, and you can make a better album out of it right whereas like American Idiot you couldn't do that because it's a story they flow from the end yeah um You'd Blue be taking away from a good one. Like, it's not a story from front to end, but Blue Album from front to end is like a fantastic album that just, you know, you listening to it as a whole album makes it better than just each individual song. Yeah. I feel like the opposite with this. Right. Like, just listening to Black to me is more enjoyable than listening to Once Even Flow Alive, Why Go to Get to Black. Right. So, I think that it almost does more harm than good that there's you know other stuff in the album than it it's tough too because you know, like you said they obviously worked on it it's not mm-hmm. like they just threw them in there but it it could have been i think just so much like so much better i think <laughs> yeah. honestly i guess it's harsh to say but or i guess not better i guess it would be more enjoyable yeah yeah to me like right now i want to hear release after just like jokingly singing it yeah but if you told me I had to listen to all of the album to get to release, I'd be like, nah. I'm good. Exactly. Right. Which is, you know, thank God for things like, you know. Yeah, I can just YouTube it and bring it up. And I'm good to go. Right. <laughs> Speaking of release, Chris, what's release going to do? You're going to fucking do it live? He's going to kill it live. <laughs> Chris is killing bug. a bug right now. Got it. <laughs> It's been bugging me for the whole hour and a half of this. <laughs> All right, so to play us out. Yes. <laughs> our next. What, what's our next one? We always do our next one. Oh, I want to do um, System of a Down, Hypnotized Mezzo. Yes. Mezzo. Been listening to that. And uh, I feel like we could get away with releasing it as two episodes <laughs> because yeah. it's technically two. It's albums. two albums. Yeah. Let's do that. So that's when you will hear us next. Yep, we might have some filler episodes we were talking about in the meantime, just some shorter ones to yeah. the uh, one song things, but one we'll, song. we'll polish that idea off before we Before you hear it. it. <laughs> right. But so we're gonna have release play us out, Chris. I like it. So what do you what do you say here? Do we say, Oh if you wanna request an album, 
at Jukebox Club Pod on Twitter. And you can tweet us. Uh, don't email us. <laughs> Just don't email us, yeah. Just get us on Twitter. Oh, and Nero. Or Nero Energy Drinks. <laughs> Thanks Nero. for the shout out today. We always appreciate them. Yeah. They're the best. They're sending Chris a bunch of free stuff. <laughs> send, send more. We always like that. But anyway, we'll end up with this as we always do. To play us out. Passed out back there. I'm trying to I'm trying to bait you to say the Bill O'Reilly thing. Oh, I was. I was gonna do it and then I was I was distracted. <laughs> but release and fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs>